Mr. Hoppy. Welcome to Seti Shoppo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. I am Simon. Hello, Izzy. Goodbye, Simon. I did something really embarrassing yesterday, and I remembered it earlier on this morning. Was it failing to buy a plant-based burger because the man behind the counter said he hadn't tried it and wanted to buy a chicken burger? No, no, that wasn't embarrassing. That was just weak. Was it eating an entire Burger King meal, which you didn't particularly like, and then going (laughs) home and eating another full meal? No, again, I'm not embarrassed by that because both meals. Well, I say that no. The, the second meal was good. By that. The second meal was good. Well, it was like it was like lunch, and then about three hours later, I had well, two hours later, I had <laughs> dinner. Well, well, that's fine. That's yep. fine. You just got a very small feeding window. Yeah, exactly. No, it was this. I was in the middle of having my stabby jab, my first stabby jab for the COVID thing. And uh, they said, which arm? And I said, my left arm. And then there was a, like a, a microsecond pause of silence. And I said, because I need my right arm for really important things. <laughs> really? Yes, I said that out loud. And luckily... Really important things. Yeah, luckily they didn't like go, he's talking about wanking or anything. Like, they just carried on as as normal as though they weren't really listening. Well, you see, what you should have done is said, and I don't mean wanking because I actually wank with my left arm. <laughs> I, be- I very nearly did do an addendum. And I don't mean what you think I mean. Um, so that was quite embarrassing for me, but I don't think they actually heard. I think they knew you were nervous and therefore maybe, forgave you. Maybe. I mean, you got um, shamed, didn't you? you for the, your your nostril yeah i did get i did get slut shamed for how deep i penetrated myself with my cotton swab for the covid test yeah yeah I did, I did the covid test and she said put it in as far as possible so i put it in as far as possible and i wiggled it around it was like it was painful you know mm-hmm. it wasn't and i looked at her and said is that is that enough and she looked at me with <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you actually gave her brain matter on the end of a cotton swab in the end i did oh, i definitely did oh, I but you know i've got plenty to spare or else there isn't any there anyway because it's already so shrunken well but if i if i did a brain swab there would be nothing left of my brain well this is the thing you know yeah exactly. but then would it be better to have cotton wool between your ears i think it might be no because cotton wool does that really horrible thing when it rubs together i don't like terracotta for the same reason yeah and uh, wire wool is pretty bad mm. as well we're sensitive souls we are sensitive souls so we should move on and play the game zara wants to know what is the opposite of a space hopper? What is a space hopper? Okay, so a space hopper is a 70s thing. It's a big round inflatable ball with antenna on it that as a kid you sit on, hold the antenna and bounce. It's basically like a, a, a double dildo on a, bounce, on a yoga ball. Yeah, you're not, you don't sit on the dildo bits. They're handles to hold on to. It's like a pogo stick but a big rubber ball. Nothing like a pogo stick, Simon. Well, in, in the bouncing sense. The 70s was all about bouncing. Was it? Yeah, it's also known as a moon hopper, skippy ball, kangaroo ball, bouncer, hippity hop, hoppity hop, sit and bounce or hop ball. 
It's like a big, you know, you know, like those exercise balls. Yeah, it's like that, on. but with dildos on. Yeah, for kids, and not as big as that. Well, no, because it's for kids. It was invented by Aquilino Cassani, which is a good name. I assume Italian. Uh, he's uh, yes of Leg Le- Ledragoma, the Italian company. Uh, he called it the Pon Pon. Well, that's the nice little because that's the noise it makes, doesn't it? When it yeah. bounces. Exactly, I, I guess. So that is what that is. Have you ever ridden a space hopper? I think I might. Might have done right. You, you've used an exercise ball, I'm sure. I think there's been one in Doctor Who. Yes, I think there's a space hopper in Doctor Who. Is it Captain Jack's one? Maybe I don't know. I, I can't remember. I'll look it up in a minute. But um, my only experience of a space hopper was an old one. It was sort of slightly deflated and full of water, and it didn't really work. And it was like it was like ten years old, and it was it wasn't good. Well, I mean, my instinct is saying it's a trampoline, but I can't work out why. Yeah, no, possibly because the trampoline is bouncing, but not 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 like momentum. Yeah, exactly, and it's also sort of slightly flat. You know, it's a stretched out flat thing rather than a ball. Mm -hmm. Something about that makes me think of because you could model the universe and gravitational waves using a trampoline and a space hopper. Were you inclined? Yes, you could like like planetary gravitation and all that. Um, you're right in a sense about Doctor Who. Doctor Who, the tenth Doctor, called Jack's. Harkness's vortex manipulator, a space hopper, although That's it wasn't actually it. a space hopper. But yeah. good, good memory. Well done. Well, I, I might have. Uh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, it, it obviously it obviously sprang to mind. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you're right for, for the, the reason the trampoline doesn't. I think move. it's also in what was that show with Duda that isn't um Thingy Bob? Oh, monkey in it. Monkey mon- dust. Monkey dust. Go. Yes, exactly. That's what I quoted at the start. Is it? Yeah, Mr. Hoppy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's the prisoner who 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 uh, has been falsely accused. I was the Durham Ripper. Only I never done it. Channel Four proved it or something like that. Anyway, yes. So Zara, the opposite of a space hopper, is a trampoline. Now, Agnes wants to know, what is the opposite of a biro? Now, I am amazed we haven't done a biro before, or a ballpoint pen. They seem ubiquitous, and therefore, you know... Well, sometimes when I have to find something for us to talk about, a topic, rather than suggestions, I'm looking around my room and, and there's biros in my room, so I'm amazed I haven't done biros. Now, That's why I'm not done sure if, uh, um, I'm pretty sure, Simon, yes. that a ballpoint pen yes. was invented in 1888 because it's in the timeline thing and I remember that date. Uh, oh, now. Now. I don't know if that counts as a biro, though. Well, the first, yeah, the first ballpoint pen was invented not by Biro, roughly 50 years before he did it, which was 1938. And what did you just say? 1888. Nice. So, yes, you remembered your game of timeline very well. And it's, and, and, um, no, because I looked this up because there was a reason why I did it. And it's a man whose name, even though he invented a pen, which is a silent device, is called like like Dave Loud or something. Yeah, he's called John Loud. There you go. There yeah. you go. Mr. Loud. Mr. Loud. That that's a terrible Mr. Man, isn't it? Mr. Noisy yeah. we're talking about, aren't we? Yeah. So yeah, so the the biro became what we know as a ballpoint pen, but it wasn't the first ballpoint pen. It was just the first commercially successful ballpoint pen. I yeah. thought Biro had invented it, but I, I was wrong, obviously. Now Biro, I'm assuming that's like uh Portuguese, Spanish, Hungarian. Bulgarian. Laszlo Joseph Biro. 
Wow. Yeah. They're very good for drawing with biros. They're surprisingly good. Really? Yeah, because you can do shading with them, like a pencil. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. They're terrible for writing with. Well, they're not. No, they are. Ergonomically... make your handwriting not pretty. Yeah, ergonomically, they're horrible. Uh, they, They don't roll the ink properly, and you can't write as fast as you can type. That's true of pencils as well, though. Yeah, true, but who writes with a pencil? Well, you should write with a pencil if you want your um, diary or something to be... Oh, yeah. Pencil fades, though. Yeah, but it's still traceable um, thousands of years later. Ink fades faster and it disappears. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so if you want your diary to survive, write it in pencil. HB pencil. Yeah, HB pencil. Okay. That's your best bet. Even though it looks like it fades, it will... Because you have to press quite hard with it. It actually indents. it in the pages, yeah. Right. Whereas pens do not, and they... Is the danger of that not that because you're writing a page above a page, that it gets a bit muddled, so the the, the indentation, they can figure that out with their micrometer Mm. things and... Oh, yeah, but also you can figure it out by looking at the page as well. Oh, yeah, you can look at the yeah, page. You can do that. Yeah. It's not like It's not like a writing mat on your desk where you're always pressing in the same spot anyway. So you're only going to have a couple of direct imprints. That's true, I suppose. And there will be traces of lead. Oh, not lead, but, you know, graphite. Yeah. Graphite is it's not lead. Yeah, that's right. Graphite. I'm not sure if a diary written by me would be of any historical value. No. no. I, I, I mean, unless I... I it, in the I mean, future, you're doing, do your, something. you're doing your blog. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, that's yeah, fair point. Like I should NFT my long? blog. How long have you been doing that now? God, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was your own insides trying to uh, so revolted with the concept of you. Um, probably ten years, maybe not quite as long as that. I don't know. Too well, long. I mean, surely, busy. surely, you've got the internet right there. Yeah, but it would mean going back to my first ever blog which... post. Uh, how would Can't I do you just that? Order it can't you just order them by date oh okay hang on fill time izzy fill time well i would say i'm thinking that the opposite of um because the things which are rollable are things like the ballpoint pen and deodorant roller deodorant yeah and the game rollable no because the the game rollable isn't hasn't got a ball in a socket joint like a Biro or a deodorant. Oh, it? balls and sockets. That's a fair yeah. point. So, I mean, really, is there a pen that either flanges, like a knee, mm. or is there a pen which um, sprays? Is there a spraying pen, like, because that's the other sort of deodorant, isn't it? Or is it just sweat? Like an airbrush. Yeah. Mm. I'd say it's that thing you use to clean your teeth, a water pick. Mm, yeah, maybe. I, I can't tell you my first blog because, well, I can't tell you how long I've been doing it because I, I was blogging irregularly before I started doing it well, Okay, when did you start daily. doing it every day? Oh, I don't know. Let's just say 100 years ago because it feels oh. like that. So, a water pick. Yeah, no, water pick's not a bad one. I mean, you wouldn't pick your teeth with a biro. No, and you wouldn't try to write r- your diary exactly. or check with a water pick. Yeah, no, exactly. And they operate in very dissimilar things, but they are a similar size. One is ubiquitous, which is a biro. The other is quite rare, which is a water Water well, pick. certainly in Britain, yeah. I got a water pick. It's I know disgusting. You do. That's how I know about them. It's disgusting what comes out of your face. Right? Yes, Agnes. The opposite of a biro is a water pick. Now, Steve wants to know what is the opposite of a dealy bopper. Do you know what a dealy bopper is? 
don't even know how to spell it. Well, I call them dealy boppers, but they're actually called dealy bobbers. They're those, you know, like hair... or dealy? Dealy. Now, you know those hair headbands that have got spikes coming off them that wobble about? No. Kids put them on and they've got, like, it's like a hairband and then, like, springy bits come off with fluff or eyeballs or... Right. That. It's like like the top of a space hopper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like the top of a space hopper, but for your own head. Uh, They were invented in 1981 by a man who saw a Saturday Night Live sketch and decided he would copy the costumes. And they became very big. They were selling two million pounds units, two million units a month. You're failing this episode of Dragon's Den. (laughs) I don't care. I I would not want to be on Dragon's Den, Isabel. You'd have nothing to sell them. Be very I funny. could sell them uh, NFTs of my blog. Yeah, you could do. How much do you value that at? Well, it doesn't matter how much I value it. It, what you it, want, it depends you want on Tupac how Sullivan much... Getting involved and telling you that he'll let you lose his offices and he wants all of the company. And such an idiot. I mean, if, if there ever is... Like, I know they're all idiots. Yeah. And, like, Deborah Meaden is the only one who can sort of, you know, act slightly human-like. Yeah. But but Tuka is absolutely amazing in his obliviousness to what an idiot he looks like. It's incredible. I, I don't know who he is. I've not seen... Oh, you should see. You'd like Tuka. It's literally like... Because he will... All the dragons, he'll be like... I don't understand how this works. It's a really stupid idea. It needs to be cheaper. You know, like they'll be selling something for hundred pounds. It needs to be ten pounds. And like, okay, well, right. I can't make it for that. I know manufacturers. You need to come and work in my offices, and I want hundred percent of business. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> it's but it doesn't. It doesn't matter how much I value the NFT of my blogs. That it, it matters how much money gangsters want to launder through the obviously Ponzi scheme and money laundering system of NFTs. It's true. Jeff Bezos, the man of Amazon. Somebody's saying today on it was on Reddit, so it must be true that uh, Jeff Bezos bought um, the tapes of the Russians of um, Trump. <laughs> no, no, having... you've misunderstood. No. He bought MGM Studios, and ah, they are the people the who tapes. own the Apprentice tapes. Yes, nice. But that may not be true because they may still belong to Mark Burnett. But it would be very funny if he bought it just to get his hands on those racist and sexist outtakes. But from... it's not. I don't understand how it's news that Donald Trump's racist and sexist. It's not. Because it, 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 we know that. Exactly. But it might be shocking to see him being sexist and racist. So what is something that you put on your head? Yes. Dealey boppers, yes. That is both practical and doesn't make you look like a tit. I mean, I would say hats generally well, these days. Well, it should be a hard hat, shouldn't it? Oh, a hard hat. Yeah, a construction worker's hard hat. Yeah, but that's a bit... I don't know if no, that's right. No, you're quite though. right. No, you're quite right, because it's functional, it has a purpose, whereas it's whimsical and doesn't have any purpose whatsoever. Also, if you wanted to infiltrate, like, an area of government... Yeah, hard hat and a, a yellow vest. Much better than a dealy bopper yeah, and just a walking, space hopper. Just walking with a yellow vest. So, yes, Steve, the opposite of a dealy bopper is a hard hat. Therefore, this week we have worked out that the opposite of a space hopper is a trampoline, that the opposite of a biro is a water pick, and that the opposite of a daily bobber is a hard hat. You may plug your other podcasts. You can listen to Terrible Lizards starting next week on Series 4. We're opening the series with Tyrannosaurs. We've done Tyrannosaurus Rex. You need to know about all the other Tyrannosaurus, like D-Long. There are oh. more Tyrannosaurs. Wow. Oh, yeah. There's loads. There's loads. D-Long, right? Get this, Simon. Completely furred. Except not furred feathered but you know anyway 
They're very cool. So, um, yes, do that. Um, TerribleLizards.co.uk if you want to find out more information. We're on your apps. Also, British Museum member cards, which I haven't done this month because they've been busy. So, oh, it'll be late. Oh, it's worrying. And what else? What else do I do, Simon? Make I do you, this uh, one. Z-list, deadlist. Oh, yeah, Z-list, deadlist. Um, latest one of that is all about Mad Nun, because uh, why not? And uh, catch up with all the making histories on Oh, I, yeah. I and also, on Monday... Right, this Monday, if you live in the UK, if it's already been out in America, but if you live in the UK, on the Smithsonian Channel at 8pm on Monday evening, you can watch uh, me talking about murdering lots of children, which is a very good move for a children's author to do. It's called The Murderous, Murderous Histories. That's what it's called, so you can watch that. And uh, we will be back next week because, uh, you know, we've got NFTs to sell now. Bye-bye! I always think of that like the National Trust and the Financial yeah, Times have got together. Uh, yeah. And I think, what are they doing now? Hello. <laughs> Thank you.